Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This is a podcast dedicated to providing you meaningful support to find great careers faster. We're coming to you from the beautiful Pacific Northwest, specifically the city of Portland. The city of roses. In this podcast, we talk about the sound of silence. When you don't hear back after an interview. It happens all the time, though, so consider it normal. It's discouraging, especially after what you thought was a particularly good conversation. The one thing that I tell people when they talk to me about not hearing back, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. When you don't hear back uh, after a while, especially when that seems to be the pattern, that can really mess with your head. You can get uh, really disillusioned by the process. But you have to remember this is not about you. The quiet that you then receive really has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with what's going on for the, the, the person or the organization that you interviewed with. It may not be comfortable, but it's okay. It's okay. It takes a lot of energy to get to that point in the process. Sure does. You're doing the networking. You're doing resume applications. You did the preparation. You met all the people. You feel like you performed well. And then we stop. It's almost like we feel like that's the end. Well, the end isn't until you start work. And, and so keep in mind <laughs> that this point. is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, you're, you're saying the end brings up a quote, and I may have mentioned this in one of our other podcasts, but um, one that I learned from my mom while I was three years unemployed. Uh, and I don't know where the quote comes from, but it goes, everything works out right in the end. If it's not right, it's not the end. That's great. Tell your mom thanks for me. I will. I appreciate that. Uh, So that uncomfortable time after you've had the interview, this is time for you to reflect, to thank, to take some steps to position yourself as the ideal candidate. And so I always recommend people have a strategy post-interview, a post-interview strategy to say, okay, I'm going to send handwritten thank you notes. I'm going to send email thank yous that have a little more content than you could fit on the gratitude um, piece that comes in the mail. Um, you know, maybe even have uh, a proactive step to follow up sure. with the hiring team. Well, not um, only that, but thanking the people that may have been involved uh, on the outside, whether that's the person who introduced me to the contact in the first place, maybe it's the recruiter uh, that gave me the lead, whatever that looks like. When you have that strategy, it enables you to push through that uncomfortable time. You're resisting it in your own head. You may be overthinking it. It's difficult to keep pushing through when you've got one of them on the line, when you've got when you think you've you've had that 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 magic interview and then you don't hear. Um, having that strategy helps you keep going. The the important part is don't give up. Don't give up. And find out, how did you get there? How did you get that interview? What were the activities that got you to that place? And then go look for the next one. You know, if, if you've had a really good interview with someone, this can be a way to jumpstart the conversation. If you go to them and say, hey, I know you're still deciding, but I'm, I'm looking for feedback. 
what was it that got me this interview? They're going to be expecting the, the question, what did I lack or what could I have done better? Yeah. But we rarely hear back from someone saying, you know, I'm really curious, what was it about my resume or my initial application that got me to the interview process? Not only is that going to be a different kind of question, but you're reminding them of what they liked about you. Affirmation. Yeah. Not only for you, but for them. Absolutely. It just cements all of it for you. So when you go into the interview, just make sure that you have a strategy post-interview set up, ready to go, so that you can ask the right questions when it's your time. When it's your time to ask questions in the interview, it's like, what's the timeline? How's this going to look after we're done here? Right. Uh, We've talked about that preparation as well. You should never go into an interview. And I admit I've gone into interviews in my career without these But it's really important that you have questions prepared before you go in that are specific about the the fit for you. You have to interview the the organization as well. And I'll tell you, I've had a few people ask me, are you interviewing me now? And at first, they may not know how to handle that. But generally speaking, that's a positive thing. When they know that you care enough that you want this to be a good fit, that by preparing for this as well, it does make it easier to, to manage. I actually was talking to someone recently who has not been looking for a job for 25 years. She got a job 25 years ago. Uh, she moved up in the company and then she got to a management position. Well, they had a complete reorganization and she got let go. So her question is, how do I do this? This is really difficult. I haven't heard after this this last interview, I don't know what to do next. Just remember that that quiet is not about you. Stay connected, of course. Yeah. Don't don't disconnect yourself from the world. I can tell you, I coached a gentleman two years ago. He went. He had three interviews in a week, and all of them went really well. Two of them said, "You're going to get an offer." What did the guy do? He stopped looking. He stopped networking. Right. He stopped all the activities that got him there. And two weeks later, you know, it was, uh, you know, on the tail of the Great Recession, they had a reorg and those positions evaporated. And so now he's three to four weeks down the road thinking he's getting an offer and he has to start over again. And you can't even fathom how disillusioning that can be. But it happens. So how do you make this easier? How do you... How do you get to a point where you can roll with these punches? It's We talked about this before, and that is failure isn't um, getting knocked down. Failure isn't staying down. Right. So you just have to get back up and keep going until you actually start working. That's the end. And that is actually, let's rephrase that. That's actually a new beginning. Good point. It's a new beginning. Even though it's the end of that process, it's a new beginning. Because you need to keep your head on a swivel, in my estimation, because I've been there. Is that, is that you, same you need thing to, as the petard? Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly. Okay. <laughs> but the, the idea being is that you're, you're always looking for the next thing. Not that you're going to take it, but that you're open to it. Right. And that you're going to seek it and that you're going to invest some time, maybe meeting with people that ask to come meet with you. You gave a really good point uh, the other day at our uh, meeting talking about that reflection time of brainstorming. 
of trying to figure out what it is that I can do, what can I do differently, just putting the ideas out there. And if you're not the type that can brainstorm by yourself, brainstorm with somebody else. But definitely get the ideas flowing and don't judge them as you're going. That's real brainstorming. You're not judging the ideas, you're just getting them out. Take notes, record them. We have multiple ways of getting them down so that then you can go back and start to decide, okay, well, that this idea I like, this one I don't. What do I think I would do differently next time? And what does that say about me? Was there really a fit in this interview? Really Did I feel point. I felt good about the interview, but you know what? Maybe I didn't feel good about the team or the people or the HR person. I don't know. Maybe there was something just that was just a little bit off and write that down. Right. Understand Especially what that is. If you're the type that you don't want to look at anything negative. Oh, well, you know, I can still get past that. You know, I didn't like that person, but I can get past that. Well, I'm not necessarily sure you want to get past that. We often get ourselves into situations that we don't like because we didn't look or we didn't want to accept what we didn't actually like. So you're compromising. Yeah. You're compromising your principles. Yeah. who you are, you're trying to fit somebody else's concept of yes. who you are. And suddenly you're trying to fit the square peg in the round hole. That's right. That's right. Back to that though, one of the benefits of this process is you need to really let go of control. And here's why, is that I've seen companies that even though they say an offer's coming and you did well in the interview, their internal process literally could take six weeks to get a paper offer to you. Mm -hmm. So you still... I mean, knowing that would be nice, of course, but you may not have control over any of that process. Right. As much as you want it to go faster, you don't have control over that. Uh, what do you do have control over? Just yourself. Your daily activities. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, you remind me of a time when we were interviewing for a, a, a junior position and everything was ready to go. We had everything lined up. And then something happened within our organization where it was all hands on deck. We had to stop everything we were doing because there was a, an organizational crisis that we needed to avert. Everything worked out well, but that added two weeks to the process. So our applicant waited two weeks without hearing from us. And that thing about I was the hiring manager and that was my fault for not letting her know, hey, we've got this crisis don't fret. We've, we're still working on it. That was a learning opportunity for me. But she went through those two weeks not knowing. And that can happen to anybody. Having no idea. No yeah. clue but what's going on. it was on. not her issue. Yeah. It, wasn't, it Again, wasn't anything she could have controlled. You're not broken. You're not the problem. Right. You may just not be a fit. And that's fine. And it's, I know it's nice to know these things. But you don't control that process. So it's not worth your time, energy, and effort to try to. Not that you don't want to be connected or... Um, send out uh, updates or ask for updates, certainly have a follow-up process, but don't try to control their internal workings. Right. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about that. And recognize too that recruiters, you know, on the hiring side, of course, a recruiter might be managing, you know, anywhere between 20 and 50 requisitions. That's okay? true. And if they got 20 or 50 people they're dealing with, uh, or 20 or 50 internal people they're dealing with, they're, they're dealing with 10x that outside the company they're right. interested to get inside. Yeah. So there, there could easily be 1,000, 2,000 people that they have to coordinate with on a daily basis. To your point, I'm working right now in our organization. We have a recruiter who has 76 open requisitions. Um, we are, fortunately for our company, we are in a, a mode of growth right now. 
but she's had to remove herself from a couple of projects just to be able to handle this. So her applicants that are waiting to hear from her, they may be waiting. And again, that's that had nothing to do with the, the, the applicant. We keep coming back to the idea of having a strong network of support. The job seekers, the breakfast club that we do, this is one support group. There are many of them out there. Don't underestimate the power of your relationship with families, family and friends that, that are there to help you. Emotional support is probably the most important thing you need right now beyond the processes that we may be offering you. And to your point about the recruiter that has 76 requisitions, right? This is why networking is so effective is because you're not going to ever penetrate that person's inbox or ever get them on the phone, but you might have a good chance that you can talk to the hiring manager because they're not processing that kind of volume. Or a colleague for either of those people. Then you can have a conversation yeah. and actually get, this is how this happens all the time. Just because you showed up and you you got to the right person and you had a conversation, you were already in the mix. And you actually did the hiring manager a favor. You did the recruiter a favor. Everybody's happy. Absolutely. Networking is point. the way to go. Yeah. Now, there's also the idea that what if I come in second place? I tell you that has happened to me more times than I can remember. I don't know the number. But I felt like uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And it was really important that I remind myself of the accomplishment of getting to second place. Um, the best example that was given to me was the idea that it's like an Olympic competition. An Olympic silver medal is still an Olympic medal. You're still on the top of the heap. It's just one person got the gold. And, and if they don't have the ability to hire two people, that doesn't mean you didn't do well. So don't beat yourself up because you came in second place. Acknowledge the fact that you've done a really good job. And here is your opportunity. Having come in second, they liked you. Keep that door open. Stay in contact with the people that interviewed you. Yes, send them the thank you notes. Contact them later. Bring them back up to speed with how things are going for you on your journey. Don't close that door. Coming in second over and over again is still saying that you've got what it takes. You just need to get to the next one so that you come out in first. It's so funny because you mentioned the Olympics. And so... People who are these athletes that prepare for the Olympics, they prepare for years. Yeah. And so the day that you earn that silver medal is the day that you start training for the next Olympics mm -hmm. because you just tasted glory, right. even a little that, bit. That's a right? great point. And so you just tasted glory. You want more of that. And so you're not shooting for the silver anymore. Right. Um, so in terms of job, though, what that means is they might have given somebody the gold medal, but they may have turned out to be a bronze medaler, right? Sure. On the job. So they right. look good on paper. They interviewed well. Everything looked good. The stars were in alignment. They started working. It's like, oh boy. Oh, well, he interviewed well. How often <laughs> have we heard that? A lot. Yeah. That's that's because the hiring process is so bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's so bulletproof that you never make a bad hire. Right. But that's the biggest fear of a hiring manager is making, oh, yeah. a, making a bad oh. hire. Yeah, especially if that person is under the gun themselves. I've, I've been in that situation where our vice president had hired a, somebody who was key to our group who ended up being awful, but there was no way that VP was going to fail. So mm -hmm. she made sure that the person she brought in didn't fail and the entire 
team, almost the entire team left as a result. Well, if you want to improve your spirit and your mindset, the follow-up after the interview is important. Even if you didn't get the job, you met somebody. Yeah. So you can almost look at it like, okay, now I have maybe permission from them if I get it to keep in touch with them over time. Yep. And, and, and treat so, it like a networking opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I now have a new person in my network. Yep. And they happen to be a hiring manager, which are the best people to have right. in your network to begin with. Uh, so don't overlook the fact that even though you have did all that work to get the interview and you maybe didn't get it or you're not hearing anything back, you still met a hiring manager. Yep. And I want a bunch of those kind of people in my network. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Job Seekers Radio. We appreciate your time and attention. If you need the show notes or any links that are mentioned, that'll be on our website at jobseekersradio.com forward slash zero one three. We are really grateful to you. Uh, We want you to go to iTunes and subscribe to future episodes. We also want your feedback, how you felt about this uh, or any other of our podcasts, as well as any ideas that you might have for future broadcasts, things that you'd like us to address that uh, you're dealing with. Getting to the top of the iTunes list is difficult and getting exposure that way would really help us if you gave us a rating and a review on iTunes so that we can get more people involved in this project. We really appreciate your help. Thank you again for joining us on Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. We'll see you next time.